Good morning, welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Mitzorah Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Parshas Mitzorah. Our Aliyah is about bodily excretions, and it is 13 Sukkim long running from Perek Tezvov, Pasuk Tezzain to Chof Ches. Let's take a basic overview of Aliyah. It's divided into three basic sections. The first is what's called the section of Shech Vas Zera. This is the spilling of seed. This is referring to a seminal emission in a man. In such a situation, a person is, a man would be impure until evening, and needs to go to the mikvah. And then it describes the things that a person can be metame in such an instance, and, uh, the, and the various um, interactions that a person can have with others, which would make them impure as well. The next thing we, we hear is what we will technically call today nida, which is a state of menstruation, where dam yeh zavab a woman bleeds the time, uh, the monthly cycle time of menstruation, and the, we are here that the Torah tells us shivas yamim benidasa. For seven days she'll be in a state of impurity, um, and then describes all the impurity that is that can be can be connected to whether we touch or or uh, or the various different. Um, um, things she sits on or is, is close to. And then we hear about the process of purity at the end, which is going to the mikveh and, and and washing clothes as well. Then we hear at the last section of the of Dalia, what we know today is what's called as Zava. This is the parallel to the Zav, the Zav which we learned about in the last Dalia. Zav is the, we'll call it a spiritual defect in a man where they have an unusual um, excretion. Where, um, when it comes to a man, and now here we have an unusual excretion for a woman. In this case, it's more severe than the regular case of Nida, where, uh, where instead of it just being seven days, it is seven clean days are needed in order to exit the state, a state of Zava. So three different topics which are in Aralia, all about bodily excretions, two of them normal. So Sheikh Zera, um, the um, seminal emissions, is a normal state of affairs. Nida is a normal state of affairs. Zava is a not normal state of affairs with a more severe level of Tama and Tara. Now, let's just a few basics. Is what's the, what, how does the, what is the halacha of Sheikh Vazera, of seminal emission? So the Torah actually says that a person who has a seminal emission is tame until evening and needs mikvah. A person is impure until evening. Ezra Sofer actually added an extra, an extra addition to this, and he said that a person who is in such a state cannot learn Torah. And later on, it was also added that a person cannot daven, which is a very significant that gzeira ultimately was rescinded because something which people were not able to live by this extra added gzeira of Ezra about davening and and learning. It is worthwhile noting that this notion of a baal keri is a person who is in the state who has who has seen a seminal emission is talked about numerous times in the Mishnah around Shas as an example. The Gemara in Brachos Daf Beis talks about a person who is a baal keri who has had a seminal emission. And he can uh, he can say the, the he can think about the kriya shema, but he cannot do the birkas kriya shema. Why is the difference between the two of them? Rasulovich uh, makes to, uh, an observation that shema is a dinda araisa, is a biblical law, so therefore one would try to be fulfill it at least in thought. Whereas the birkas kriya shema is a dinda rabbanon, as a rabbinic law, um, and also the rabbanon would not want to uproot a dinda araisa completely, but they would uproot a part of the gzera, which is the the, the birkas kriya shema. So just a lot of interesting halachas surrounding this particular state of affairs. Now, what is the reason for Sheikh Vazera and Thomas Nida? Why is the Torah telling us? Why is a person becoming impure from a normal bodily function? We understand Zav and Zava are unnatural. We'll call them spiritual diseases. But Sheikh Vazera, seminal mission, and Nida, menstruation, are normal natural bodily functions. Why are they impure? The Torah, the Torah and the Rabban explain that um, the very basic, the most, the most we'll call fundamental exper- experience of um, of tumor of uh, of impurity 
is Avoisatoma is dead, a dead person, a person who has lost all potential in life. That being the case, if we extend that, that logic and that thought process further, then a person who is um, a, a, any form of loss of life in potential is an expression of impurity. So for instance, when a person has an, ex, uh, has an expression of a seminal emission, and that, 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 that semen will not be able to, that zero will not be able to be mazria to bring about life in this world, there is a state of impurity, there's a vacuum created there. In a similar way with a woman, when a woman reaches a stage of the month of menstruation, that's a time where there's a loss of the potential of life, which is being expressed, and so therefore, yes, it is natural, but it is a void, which is also the natural, natural outcome of that is a, is, is a state of impurity. Why does it last longer? It's only for a man, for one day, for a woman, for seven days. The reason is because, first of all, the man's emission is shorter. Its excretion is only for, for, for a few instants, whereas when it comes to women, the bleeding can go on up till seven days, as the, the Ramban explains. Um, but also, the, the, the egg ultimately is the bearer of the life, ultimately, when it comes to this, which is there's more life or more potential, which is lost, which only appears once a month, one egg, um, and therefore there's more of a gravitas in that lost as well. The Chida and the Chizkuni points out this halacha, which is that, that uh, there's no Tumah um, by, by Ziva, by non-Jews. These flows, there's no halacha of Tumah and Tara by non-Jews. And the Chida says, because this level, these types of things are really as a function of our proximity and closeness to Hashem. And therefore, it is as a function of our closeness and holiness that this impurity is upon us. So this is not simply about a biological function of the body. It's also about a spiritual, theological function of the body as well. And it's connected to the body, but it's also about our state, our Kedusha as well. Now, what is the, 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 what is the difference between a Nida and a Zava? So Torah makes it pretty clear that a Nida is a normal menstruation cycle. And there is only needs to be seven days wait. That means to say from the moment to the beginning of bleeding till the mikveh is seven days. However, that's the biblical law. The Gomorrah does describe us that, that Benoist Israel, this is already 2,000 years ago, the daughters of Israel universally accepted upon themselves to treat Nida, regular menstruation, like Ziva, which requires not just seven days, but seven clean days. That means after the stopping of the bleeding, seven days without any bleeding. That's an adoption of the practice of Ziva of Zava, not just the practice of Nida. That's how it comes to be. And this was not a rabbinic inaction. This wasn't a, the system of the external uh, um, rabbinic endorsement over here. This was the Benos Yisrael, the Gomorrah describes themselves, who universally accepted this upon ourselves, themselves as well. Um, it is worthwhile is how does this process, thinking about well, how does this process of mikvah work? It's a very worthwhile essay to read. It's a small book called The Hedge of Rose, A Hedge of Roses by Rabbi Norman Lamb. He, on, on the topic of these very important topics, and in it he describes this is a he describes a very beautiful idea, and in which he says that uh, there is a misconception about how mikveh works. Uh, many people think of this as this archaic superstitious experience, um, and it's all about cleanliness. Tomentara about cleanliness. We need to clean the body because of all these things. That is not the case whatsoever. And he points out that if you notice on the on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, will go to the mikveh, far, no less than five times, five times, and wash his hands ten times. Clearly, in the um, in the words of Rav, Rabbi Norman Nam, thus, for instance, the high priest during the days of the temple had to undergo five immersions during the Yom Kippur services, certainly considering the form of worship which he conducted. One ought not to suspect the high priest of having sold, soiled himself that he required five bay baths for hygienic purposes. Quite evidently, the function of immersion is something other than hygienic. Indeed, the halacha requires the nidda to be thoroughly clean before immersion. 
Nipa's point is, is that this is clearly a spiritual arrangement, not a physical arrangement. This is not about using the best form of Purell. This is about the spiritual rebirthing process, the reconnection to life and the source of life, Mayim um, Chayim, when it comes to the process of trying to heal from the mend of the void of of, of life, whether it be through Nida or Shekhva Zera, or in a spiritual defect, which is Ziva and Zav, for a man or for a woman. With this, we conclude the sixth alien in Mitzvah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.